join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Tone. From uptown, downtown, in town, out of town, we got it going on. Understand me out here, B. Nobody playing games on these streets, man. Y'all niggas better hold it down out here, alright? We gotta go. This is the best part of the week. It's so amazing. We were just saying we look forward to this every week. You look forward to catching up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mimi be out here busy in these streets. I'm out here running around these streets trying to make it happen, getting to the bag. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's always about getting it's to the bag. It's always about getting closer to the bag. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The yes. proximity to the bag is the most important thing. Indeed. <laughs> right Indeed. now, yo. For real. It's crazy, man. But like... This week's episode, we could not wait to do it. We came up with the title before we even thought about sitting down to do it. This week's episode is simply called Savage. Savage. Yo, it's savage out here, y'all. I mean, Free 21, uh, fuck Virginia governors, and yes. everybody in and line for it, and the president. Yo, we don't have no, it's too savage out here, yes. yo. So many people been on their worst behavior this week, and we gonna run down all of it. We're calling yo. all of y'all out. We calling everybody out. We got your phone numbers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we on your line, for real, yo. But like, before we even get to calling individuals out, and we got a long list of individuals to call out, yes. we gotta call out the NFL for that trash-ass uh, Super Bowl that we didn't watch. We didn't even participate in it. We didn't even and, participate. And thank goodness we did not waste our time with No that. time was wasted. Yo, <laughs> I heard watch parties was at an all-time low. Like, just ratings. Like, what? They said 70, even physical attendance. It was 70,000 people in the stadium. It was 73,000 people for the MLS championship. <laughs> Big shout out to soccer. Yeah, <laughs> We out here. <laughs> Busting moves. You know what I'm saying? I love Chelsea. I'm, I'm the Football. The original football, man. <laughs> These clowns in the NFL, man, they don't know. This is going down in spectacular fashion. Yeah. What did you did you even get to see any snippets for the halftime show or any of that? No, not at all. The only snippet I saw were pictures of uh, Adam Levine's nipples. Oh man, see, I'm glad I, I stayed away from the Levine's <laughs> so, nipples. I saw that, Travis Scott's uh, Louis Vuitton cummerbund. Oh, I did see that too. You're <laughs> right. I did. <laughs> I did. What was that? <laughs> and that's what you get for participating in such exactly such savagery. Your stylist set yeah. you up to look like a savage. Yes. You look crazy. Everybody look. Gladys Knight looked crazy. Gladys looked crazy. Yo. And, and, and apparently she didn't sound uh, too, too hot either. I heard. She, I didn't see none of it. I, I did hear a snippet on the radio. So shout out to the radio for, for replaying it. But they said <laughs> that it was definitely not no Marvin Gaye type no. national anthem. I already told you. It's only two national yes. anthems that matter. 
Marvin Gaye and, and Whitney. Whitney Houston. Yes. That's it. No. And she had to, she tried to hit it with two braves, which apparently was controversial because you're supposed to have like a certain amount of seconds. Or, you know, I think it's generally you're not supposed to surpass a minute and a half for what? the national anthem or something. What? Now, of course, Marvin. Marvin ain't have no time for that. <laughs> Marvin gave you a whole intro. <laughs> right. He gave you a whole Adrian Brown yes. walkthrough with that joint. <laughs> but, uh, you know, her first brave, I think, was like hitting one. 25, but then she hit it with a second brave, and that Man. took it over. Again, Man. Grandma Gladys, Miss Gladys, Gladys <laughs> we don't have together. no time for you. We don't have time at all, yo. Big shout outs to my crew, <laughs> my tribe, because while the Super Bowl was on, we was drinking Jameson and debating the virtues of Kamala Harris yes. and Cory Booker and all the other presidential candidates. Yo, we ain't had time for that, man. Good I for missed you. the whole first half. I wasn't even at the spot for the first half because I was getting wings. Shout out to Wingstop. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ran up the wings, ran up the lemon pepper, and then I walked in. I'm like, oh, man, what's the score? Three to nothing? Let's talk about politics. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is exactly how that whole thing went, yo. So your your Super Bowl weekend was cool. What did you my do? My Super Bowl weekend was amazing. On Super Bowl Sunday, I got to see my best friend, Kay Lassa, a.k.a. the Silver Mountain, kill it with her bop, band, bop, bop. Black Folks Don't Swim. And when I Hold up. Black Folks Don't Black Swim folks is the name don't of the band? Swim is the name of the band. <laughs> Get, check out their IG. I promise to you, it's at Black Folks Don't Swim. I love um, it. They're doing some awesome stuff. Really great music. Uh, and actually, that was a part of the collaboration with Nog Chopper, and shout out to Nog Chopper DC, uh, who's also doing some wonderful things. But they're at the Eaton now okay. every Sunday for a jam session. Okay. So Black Folks Don't Swim was the band that Nog Chopper brought along. Tight. Jamal Gray is really being a curator for Black Arts in the city, Tight. and also is uh, for the Black Voice. He he and his podcast at the line. It's doing some cool stuff too. So shout out to y'all. But black folks don't Love. swim. I am so happy I got to spend my Super Bowl Sunday not enjoying the savagery of football savage too. Killing themselves. That's what I said. CTE is real, man. Football is savage, yo. You know, I got to see black arts and I couldn't have been happier. I'm talking about. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about, baby. Listen, for real. Like, everything is so damn savage right now that to be quite honest, it gave us our first title, the most savage thing that's happening to a guy who's actually trying to civilize himself. Which man. happened on Super Bowl Sunday. Which happened on Super Bowl Sunday. They was they was really locking it down at yeah. ATL. Yes, huh? for sure. <laughs> they went to Zone Six and was like, we cleaning it yeah. up. All the bums, all the pimps, prostitutes, and, and immigrants. And all the black money makers. And black money makers. And black money makers. Because that's really period. what it was. Because that's what it was. Really, they snatched, if you haven't heard already, or if you aren't aware of this, they snatched our man. 21 Savage. He has a super long leg. I, yeah. I can't even... Uh, uh, Abram, Joseph, Shah, Yabin. I don't want to mess it up mm. because, yo, big shout outs to that guy, man. Here's the thing. All right, Mimi. Th this thing bothered me a lot yeah. because, yo, 21 really right now at this point is my favorite damn rapper. Oh, my gosh. Yo, this I Am Greater Than I Was album uh, is it's dope. It's so good. Man, and 21 so had good. to grow on me. Y'all know I'm a hip-hop purist. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really here for a whole bunch of trappy shit and all of that. But that album and the growth of yeah. that young man and the substance uh, and, and the way he's living his life. Like, he not wearing jewelry. No. He's teaching kids about financial literacy. He's going on international platforms. Saturday Night Live is international. Yeah. And speaking about social justice issues in America. And now all of a sudden, ICE want to come scoop him up. I mean, I see no coincidence in that. I, 
I don't see that as I see a direct line yeah. between improving your life and your message when you're a highly influential young black male mm -hmm. and the police paying more attention to you. And that's exactly what happened. And, and it's tragic. I, I hope whatever comes through from this, that there are lessons that he will really be able to use his platform from. Absolutely. But it is so sad that right now a young man is in detention because yeah. of it. And let's not just say detention. Detention is a mild way of placing the savagery right. of jail. Of, of, of truly being in jail. Truly being locked up. This man went from being a successful rap artist through no fault of his own. And I think that's very important yeah, to stress this. He was a brought to America as a child. Yeah. And his parents' working visas expired, which is something that happens more often than not. Yeah. And his paperwork had been in, but now he's in jail. 23-1 lockdown. Mm -hmm. He's behind bars with people who committed God knows what kind of crimes. Yeah. He away from his kids. He's away from the bag. Yeah. He's not able to get money. And I think it's so important also to note that not only is he away from all that stuff, but he is really being prevented from from giving the platform that we just talked about Absolutely. to the rest of the world. His album just came out. Thank you. You, know you can't go on, out and promote he, this. He, yeah, he was promoting it. Great single and, and video. Did oh you see gosh, the video the for a video lot? Is great. You and, know what I'm and, and, and let me tell you something. Jay actually stamped 21 for me. You know, mm -hmm. when I heard that track, I was Oh, what, J. Cole? I, yes. Okay. On... Look, we're not going to start calling J. Cole J. Okay, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, 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 I'm sorry to Jigga, who is truly a legend, oh. <laughs> who is truly a legend himself, but I love J. Cole as well, and both of them, I, I think, are great. I saw them the same weekend, when? actually, uh, at, at uh, Made in America. Okay, okay, at, yeah. And that, yeah. And I that, think I was there that year. Yeah, I was there. That yeah. was, it was a great weekend, seeing uh, J. Cole one night, he was the headliner, and, and Jay-Z was the next. Yep, that was like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago. Mm -hmm. It was great. So, indeed, I, I respect to both of them. But and J. you see, Cole, Jay has gotten behind... Um, 21, oh, 21 Savage, and, too. Uh, Rock Nation has paid for his legal which representation, so which is Shout great. Shout out to Jay-Z for Absolutely. That. Criminal justice reform has actually always been Jay-Z's platform. Yeah, I know, I know used to be a criminal. that Kim Kardashian made it cool, <laughs> but you. absolutely nah, not. Hov and, them, and Beyonce, they yeah. have been quietly bailing people out for and years. supporting criminal justice reform for years. Yeah. And here's the thing now that I, I got to get into with this 21 situation, too, that's also kind of disturbed me. Like, I saw mad memes. And don't get me wrong, all the memes, for the most part, were pretty damn funny. I can't front. Like, 21 Savage being for bread is actually funny because this dude don't have any trace of a British you accent. You know I like listen to every song I could. Had just, to. Just to hear it. I was looking for interviews, yes. just anything to say. Like, is 21 really yes. just selling us a dream? But nah, the thing was, he bought, he's brought to America yeah. at a young age. And look, Zone 6 will socialize your ass real quick. Uh, real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real quick. If you get dropped off into poverty in any country, yes, you are going to become a part of that community. Yes. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's real simple. So, all of this, these jokes about like, yo, 21 being British and ha ha ha, he should have thought of that before he was making these songs. Like, nah, people ain't allowed to grow. People ain't allowed to change. And as soon as we do that, then people start throwing the backlash like, oh, why don't you help everybody else out? It's not about that. Yeah. It's about recognizing a situation for being wrong and stepping in and being like, yo, this, is, this affects all of us. Because look, if they came for 21 Savage and 
he's just on the strength of him being a successful rapper and stuff like that. Of course, he's going to get some better legal representation, but that don't change the fact they came for that man. They locked him up. They did. If they came for a lot of y'all asses, y'all would be in trouble too. For sure. But I, I think I read the statement yesterday in Complex from his legal team, and they made a too. really a good, good point mm -hmm. about the fact that we, we don't look at a 21 Savage and immediately think dreamer. Right. Somebody who... That man is a textbook dreamer. He totally is. You the know? definition. And even when I thought that he was Dominique, which he is Dominican, mm -hmm. but when I thought that, okay, no, he's actually not from the UK. He must have been from Dominica and came, which okay. was not the fact. Where? He actually... Dominica, which is an island in the Caribbean. Dominican. Right. Dominican Republic. We no, shout out to the no, 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 no. It's different than Dominican Republic. Oh. So these people, for, I think it was uh, taken over by the French as well. All, all the people. It's these around people, Martinique and all of those exactly, islands. Got exactly. Exactly. Okay. You okay. know, but they're totally different than Dominican Republic. Okay. Um, a lot of them speak English and French. You okay. Know? So it, it, but we don't look at him and think someone that is not black, right? right. And obviously with dreamers, we unfortunately associate people who are of Latino, Latino descent. descent. Uh -huh. And that is a problem because there are dreamers who are Asian. There Thank are dreamers you. who are African. Uh, African. There are yes, South American, Southeast Asian. Exactly. All of that. And so we really mm -hmm. have to open our minds to a broader pr perspective. And mm -hmm. again, and, and uh, I saw some uh, British people weighing in. We also got to open our minds to what the UK looks like for African... Or, Big or, facts for people African from the people. diaspora. Yes, no it's whole. You know, I don't play no games from from African people who are from the UK. They know their stuff. Now. Absolutely, and they true. They and, do. They and, truly do. And they have had a lot of things to overcome in, in their life. And so, you know, all the memes which were really funny, but with him, uh, you, you know, with the queen and stuff <laughs> like, like that. They showed <laughs> the ye old shotgun, ye yeah. old stick. That exactly. shit was funny. Like, I was laughing. It was hilarious, but we do need. To broader our perspective, perspective, and you know, again, mm -hmm. we talked about last week. Black history is not just African American history. Nah, it's the diaspora. It is the di it's diaspora. the history of African peoples across the world, it and is. it's super important, y'all. I swear, I, if anything, you know, I always try to find teachable moments out of all of these type of things. I think the most teachable moment right now is to understand that immigration status, your student loan status, even your credit history are being weaponized yeah. against certain segments of the population, i.e. young, black, or minority people of color, period. Yes. They weaponize things that are seemingly trivial. You know how many Norwegians and British people over here on expired visas? Oh you know how many Germans? So many. You know how many, yo, you know how many Canadians? Are over here on these bad visas. Yeah. Shout out to my Canadian homies. I ain't snitching, but I know. Yeah. You know I know. No. <laughs> you know really? what I'm saying? For real. And it's like, yo, do you realize that these type of things are becoming weapons that are that they're using to take out a certain segment of the population? Yeah. If your message becomes, you know, the antithesis of what they want pr uh, promoted, or if you become too powerful socially or politically, they're going to find a way to assassinate your character and attack you either physically, legally, or reputation-wise. Yeah. And these things are constantly happening, y'all. So keep your eyes open. Stay awake. Yeah. Stay alert, man. Like, don't be distracted by the shenanigans because it's so much savage-ass shenanigans. Like, we could talk about 21 all day because, yo, this is a real issue to it's me. A I mean, big, big shout-out to all my Jamaican homies, man. I know dudes who done got deported, came back, deported again. Yes. I mean, I know what immigration law is and I know how 
tough of a situation that is to work out. I know there's a lot of people undeservedly being deported. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are actually in real struggles with ICE over very minor crimes, but they're trying to take them away from their whole family and the lifestyle that they've ever known. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just not... Fair, it's not. I mean, immigration reform is a big thing. Thank you. And it goes in with criminal justice it, reform. It, it, it is totally locked into one, and I think we saw it clearly with the State of the Union. That, man, listen, the next savage event on yeah. the calendar. <laughs> yes. Listen, I can't believe we actually sat there and watched the State of the Union and watched this guy come up and just literally talk nonsense. Yeah. Like, literally talk. Now, at one point in time, I was like, yo, is this man just shooting bullet points out? Like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. What's happening here? What in the world is happening? What? Yo. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure that after an hour and a half, which was pretty much, I think it actually has been recorded as the longest State of the Union. Was that it? It, it was. I know Clinton's was like an hour 25. That shit was mad long. <laughs> but somehow, uh, 45 surpassed the longest State of the Union. And we still don't know really what his points are. And right, we still don't know what you said. <laughs> you, know? you sat up there for all this time. And then the craziest part to me, was that he came in there with all of this trophy bringing. Like, he's look at this black criminal who yeah. we let out. Look at this young man who was bullied. And look at this cop and all this, that, and that, third. And never said a damn thing about policy. Never. Not one Not thing. once. Or even something more immediate, which is, will the government shut, be shut down next week? He did, did he even use the word shut down? I don't think so, which is really impressive for the rhetoric of Trump. Exactly. He, he does not it took him a, It took words. him a while to get to the wall. Yeah. I was like, oh, so yeah. we just go, we're trying to, he, I saw what he was doing. I saw the play. Yeah. It's like, look at how great of a guy I am. Then I'm going to hit you over the head with yeah. all my hate and racist <laughs> rhetoric. And, the victims of these, of these old people who were And you killed. know who the first victim he pointed out was? Himself. Uh-huh. These partisan investigations. No, no, no. Like, you're under investigation, bro. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> this is you. You are the key man under Your investigation. Don't talk about it. Yeah. I didn't see nobody else in there under investigation. No. I didn't see nobody else getting nervous like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's end these partisan. Yeah. I ain't under investigation, bro. No. That's you. That's you. That's all you. <laughs> all you, Papa. Yeah. You got to work on that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just... I mean, like, shout out to the Pelosi meme. It's yeah. pretty good. I mean, that was the best thing of the that night. That was a moment. You know what her, her with those stretched out arms and those pursed lips were everything. We have seen that time and time again. But never from our leaders. And, that's no like, and that is why you need women in office. And then Mike Pence be looking at this man like uh, he just want to jump his bones. I'm like, yo, this is disgusting, yeah. B. Mike is just totally in love with that. He's woman, a whole creep, Which yo. is exactly why he's so, like, anti. Exactly, <laughs> you yo. Know, you know that? LGBTQ Those rights. closets, man. Yes. Come on out, <laughs> Come on out, Mike. He would enjoy his life much more. Exactly. And really, that'd be a good look for the Republican Party. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> he got a nice head of silver hair. Yes. You know, him and Anderson Cooper could be homies. Oh, that would be beautiful. That would be great. We want a more inclusive America, yes. Mike Pence. Come on out. Come on out. You know we'll what I'm saying? Right. We, we encourage your lifestyle choices, whatever they may be. Yes. Live yes. your life. <laughs> Just you know stop messing with us. It's, it's stop it's looking not, at the president yes. like a goddamn steak. Yes. Like, yo, it's disgusting. It is I can't watch a hour and a half of that, man. Yeah. Like, it was so ridiculous. It you was know, crazy. You know, Savage Number One actually wrote that speech, too. And you can tell Stephen Miller, oh, yeah. who is easily one of the worst people functioning in America yeah. right now. I just, yeah. 
I, to me, this guy has no redeemable qualities. Usually, I, you know, I got love for anybody, man. I know the, the wildest crackheads. I can, you know, he's a good person underneath his rampant drug abuse and, and burglarization <laughs> of property. He's actually all right. It's an addiction. That's it's a, it's an, he has a disease. Yes. Stephen Miller is a bald asshole. Yeah. Word to Larry David. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He's a whole bald asshole, man. I don't have no... No words for that guy. I have no positive words for him. And when you listen to the speeches, you can hear his rhetoric. Oh, yeah. All the, and, and the sad part is that he was writing speeches on that same level of discourse and the same level of, you know, uh, vocabulary when he was in high school. I know. And this is the president of the United States is delivering these speeches that sound like an angry 12th grader wrote. I know. Shit is crazy. But uh, what the other crazy thing is, and shout out to y'all because you are not, but the American people are all angry 12th graders at this point. I, I agree. I mean, at least the ones that voted for Donald Trump because that's crazy. all they can, that's all they can take in and understand. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, come on, expand your mind. But no, they need the angry 12th graders. They do. They clearly do. And I mean, it, that's why we have we have that's, office. Yo, somebody once said a long time ago, I'm not quite sure. I almost want to attribute it to James Baldwin, but I'm pretty sure it was some other, some really smart black person who said America ultimately is going to get the leadership it deserves. You know what I'm saying? All these people in this country who are, we've made a, a movement of empowering the, the most ignorant, the most backward, the most non-progressive members of our society. Yeah. And now that they're empowered, they get to choose the leadership, you see who they chose. Yeah. You see who they you see <laughs> they, who we got. They you know what totally I'm needed that person that could get with them on their level. Exactly. And, and that, I mean that's why you know, level up is really should be a lifestyle. Hey, I feel you. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's a good Sierra Chewing it one is, time. It, it, it is, uh, <laughs> yo, one day we got to talk about Sierra too. Oh, man. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> However, the ba the background behind leveling up and expanding yourself and continue and always, you know, I love your model of lay a brick every day. Lay That's a brick every day. These people are not laying their bricks. They're accepting the house that is built and Absolutely. the house is shitty. It's trash. It's just <laughs> I mean, a shitty house. It's just what it is. <laughs> we, it is what it is, yes. yo. And we're like out here actively trying to build a new and better house. Yes. And we're moving all our outside people. Outside of the house of outside, Chambers. Yeah, because that thing that is thing. on fire. Ugh. That joint is burning down, oh, yo. So join Black Broadway on the movement because yes. we moving, yo. And it's crazy, too, because another thing that's been in the news this week, heavy, happens to be, you know, directly affecting our local jurisdiction. The racism in Virginia just don't stop. It, it's it, a rolling, not a stopwatch. Yes. <laughs> it don't never stop. It don't never stop. Son, the whole lieutenant governor, let's let's just start from the top. Yeah. Let's start from the top. The governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, who rose to prominence by coming out in Char during the Charlottesville time yes. and posting himself as, oh, the I'm, the, I'm the uniter. Yes. I'm bringing the black population of Virginia together with the white population and we're going to together heal these old wounds. Yeah. Bro, in 1984... You were making the old wounds. You were, you were <laughs> actively cutting the wounds <laughs> yes. in. You were either in blackface or a clan, a full clan role. Yeah. Either and we, or. And, we, and that's just that picture. He also admitted to doing blackface. Bruh. Of Michael Jackson. I thought I was going to die yeah. when this man was looking for space right. to do the moonwalk. <laughs> The, but shout out to his wife, because his wife said, 
Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, my wife said this. Yeah, my wife said it. Probably be, and, and baby, here's the thing. If he'd have had some black people around him, he would have known. You ain't even really have to put on blackface to be Mike at 84. No. <laughs> you didn't even no. have to do that. He did not check in. Yo, did you ask Weird Al Yankovic where you could get a thriller jacket and yes. just a curly wig? That's you would have been fine. That was all you would have needed. been fine, bro. Uh, but but you, he went around. And, and, the, and the saddest part is, if that's your defense for this holy racist, inexcusable picture of a Klansman and a <laughs> minstrel, yeah. like that I did blackface another time yeah. for Michael Jackson, so that couldn't have been me. Yeah. Like, what? It just is so crazy. It is, what? it is so, so incredibly absurd. You know what it is, that- Mimi? Savage. savage. <laughs> That's all it is. It's savage, it's yo. It's completely savage. It is totally savage that you would even think that that was an acceptable, like, <laughs> phraseology. Like, yeah. this, is this the timeline we're working on here? Nah, that couldn't have been me because yes. I remember I did blackface that there other was time. Another time. It was that other time. <laughs> Bro, are you serious? And, and on top of that, yep, we're good. Yeah. And on top of that, we're trying to figure out why in the world this man would think that. He's, it's acceptable for him to say, yeah, I'm not stepping down. Yeah. I'm not coming down. He has no plans. He has no plans on vacating the office. Yeah. Which may or may not be a good thing. Because it seems I mean, like his whole line of secession is trash. Yeah. But, you know, when I thought that Justin Fairfax was packing his bags for the governor's Yeah, ready to mansion, move into the governor's mansion. You know, and I was excited for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, second... Uh, governor of Virginia, second black governor of Virginia, and after, this is years after the first, which was Doug Wilder, who was the first ever black governor in the country. So Shout out to Doug Wilder for freeing Allen Iverson, yes, too. Yes. That to me, I mean, I love but, Doug Wilder for being the first governor, but that's the most important thing Doug Wilder ever did was get Iverson out the hoops guy. There was two major contributions to black history. That's Hey, black two history month. major contributions. Learn it and love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, I was really looking forward to Justin Fairfax being the face of the Commonwealth, particularly because I don't really have love for the V. I mean, nah, you know, we from DC, we don't really cross the <laughs> no, bridges. No, we don't do too much of that, and no. there's a reason. It, it, there's a reason because people are still doing blackface out there. I mean, obviously, <laughs> and Clarence. 1984 was not that long ago. I was alive. Yeah, I just want to, <laughs> you know, I just want to stress that, yeah, folks. Yeah. You know, I might be old. Like, I was out here. No, like, if you were born in 1984, then I wasn't out. I wasn't outside. Yeah. But I was alive. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, 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 you are a millennial and you are somebody who... Uh, you live this. Has lived this. And, and imagine, this guy's a doctor. Yeah. So imagine what type of misdiagnosis, oh what type gosh. of insensitive so medical advice or medical care that African Americans were getting because you already don't think of them as human beings. Yeah. You think you can cover yourself in shoe polish and be and one. And then you're one. So, I mean, God forbid you have to treat our hypertension or deal with some genetically um, attributable diseases like sickle cell. You don't have the first clue about it. You think black people are in pain and it's just like, whatever. Yep. Here's some drugs. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and not even worried about your paycheck. Not even worried about it, yo. Like, that that was the most disturbing part of it for me. He has not been worried at all up to this point. I mean, he served in public office and and been, like... Never thought that was a problem. Never thought it was an issue. Obviously, this is going to resurface at some point. Exactly. And for him to have that sudden amnesia, just... We don't oh, I, I don't. Rec- I never <laughs> looked at the yearbook. Like, no, you picked up. You that picked quote. out pictures. You picked and out quotes. those pictures, and that you never looked you. at it. And and the thing is, I mean, it was a funny quote. Don't get me wrong, but I, the dude obviously was a clown in general. Did you see what the quote said? No, nah, I didn't even read the quote. The what quote it say? says uh, there's more. Uh, dr- 
old drunks than there are old doctors, so pass me another beer. Wow. Now, it's, you know, clever, but nah. Nah, because like, I'm going to need my doctors to be a little more serious, <laughs> no, you know? Seriously. Big shout out to Dr. Myers. That's <laughs> my guy, Kenna. Serious guy out here, you know what I'm saying? Does his thing, and we still party with the best of them. But yo, come on, we not out here to disrespect the Hippocratic Oath no. and to just be a general clown. But now we know that the governor is trash. All right, check, check that box. Yep. Let's go down the line. Lieutenant Justin, governor. Justin Fairfax, Lieutenant Governor, can Who he save us? Gave me hope. Definitely, black man had his grandfather or great grandfather's. Freedom papers yes. in his pocket from when he the was, state. From the his last name Fairfax. Yes. If you know anything about Virginia, Fairfax County is one of the biggest counties in Virginia. Mm -hmm. One of the wealthiest ones too. It's a big county in Northern Virginia. Justin Fairfax had his great grandfather's freedom papers in his pocket uh. when he took the oath of office, and now it's time for you to step up to the plate. And I don't know, man. I mean, Me Too is a real thing. I, I'm not here to discredit that movement at all. But it looks like it's about to claim another victim when we can least afford it. Yes, and it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. They're saying, what, what's the details on this? So the really? details on this, you got Dr. Vanessa Tyson, who is a woman of color. She's okay. a sister. Right. And she, according to uh, you know all of the things that I've read, is that she actually came out in 2017 mm -hmm. talking about this. She's she's not like, now that he was about to be governor, I didn't just bring this up on you. Right. I tried to put this out in 2017 that mm. this man had sexually assaulted me. Mm. Uh, this was still after the statute of limitations, which in California is 10 years. So there's no criminal so there's no cr case pending. There is no criminal case pending, but we've seen, just like in the case of Kavanaugh, that there mm. is there, there could still potentially be some sort of course of due process, mm. particularly because he is mm. a public figure. Mm -hmm. uh, but no criminal things pending. But it, if anything, we know that this will be detrimental to his career. Exactly. Um, this will hurt. And this will definitely hurt. Mm -hmm. Now, Tyson's saying that she put out the statement, that's it, leave me alone. Right. That's not at all possible at this juncture. Right. Girl, you put out the statement, your face is out there, yeah. you know who you yeah. are. And yeah. at this point, you've messed with somebody's reputation. Yeah. And, yeah. and if it's true, I hate to use messed with in right. that sense. Exactly. But it is. You're it, not going to say messed with yeah. like like she just trifled like with she, it because no. it's her life too. It is her you know life. And, and, and if this is something that she's been harboring since 2004, then, you know, I am so sorry. And definitely, I want, you know, I understand the rhetoric that was very much so heavily used last year with the, from the Democratic Party, believe mm -hmm. her. We want to listen. We want to believe you. Absolutely. So there is not taking away anything from this reputable woman. Right. A, a reputable woman. She's a Stanford professor. Mm -hmm. She's not no slouch. Okay? Right. And she's saying, I didn't just bring this up from the woodworks. Two years ago, I did mm -hmm. this and brought this to the post. Mm -hmm. However. <laughs> and, and now, so that's, and that's the lieutenant governor's beef. Which is a heavy beef. That's a heavy beef. That's a heavy beef, that, and it's going to take a lot of time for that to work out. That it is, and 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 I said this uh, yesterday on the reporters' roundtable, and I'll say this again. More than anything, you know, this isn't no racism woke conversation that we have to have about him. This is a conversation that needs to continue about consent. Absolutely. Because this, it, 
No one was ever going to get to the bottom of what happened with Kavanaugh and Blasey right. Ford. No one's going to get to the bottom of what happened with Fairfax and Tyson. Mm-hmm. We just weren't there. There right. weren't enough people there. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. they, they can't go to jail they can't, for yeah, They can't prosecute them <laughs> anymore. Know? So it's like it, the crime phase of this thing has already come and gone, but the emotional impact and all of that lives on. It, and it lives on. And it's so messed we, up. We got to talk about, you know, when we get into these intimate moments, what happens? And what happens before you get to the intimate moments, you know? Word. When you're in sixth grade. That's exactly, yeah. yo. You know, <laughs> shout out to my executive producer, Young yes, Zaire. Yes. I educated man. We miss him this episode. Uh, we wish he was that's because he's him. in school. He's in school being a productive young man. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't have it no other way. But yo, I have those conversations with my son. Like, just understand, man. Like, yo, this is this is how we treat women. This is how we interact with women. If somebody's uncomfortable or something like that, you it's on you to take notice of that and to adjust your behavior accordingly. And if it's too much for you, you can leave. Yeah. It separates yourself from a situation because you never know how what type of turns these can take and then you'll be in trouble and you're trying to Absolutely. prove yourself in a world that, you know, to be quite honest, they, proof they, is hard to come by. Proof is hard to come by and as a black man in particular, Oh, it's already against you. Guilty. It's <laughs> already against you. Yeah. And now, like, so the, the lieutenant governor, they putting a real beef on him, but the third in line for suggestion... Trio secession, of trouble. Trio of trouble <laughs> is the attorney general, right? Yes. Which is similar to the secretary of state in the presidential exactly. secession. Exactly. So the third in line for the Virginia governorship is the uh, attorney general and this dude came out and was like you know I did blackface too guys like herring, herring was just like before anybody before tries to pull my card let me let y'all, let know, me let y'all know I was out here singing baby too yes. you know and now I hate just like uh, my boy uh, Northam did with Michael Jackson herring said who he did blackface for who did he do Curtis Blow he did it for Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow? Like, I, I want Curtis Blow to come give him the hands. I want Curtis Blow to go give that man the hands, yo. <laughs> I know Curtis Blow about like in his 50s. Like, these are the fucking These are the breaks. Give him the break. Bring it up. Bring it up. Curtis Blow is pissed. Absolutely. And what he said was that it was he and his friends' idea to go with rappers that they like and listen to at the time. That's ridiculous. So crazy. That's ridiculous. I can't even understand the logic that leads you to think that this is cool to do. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I saw, I saw, and shout out to Misha Cross, who is killing the game with Sinclair. And I okay. saw she put, put out something yesterday that said, doing blackface at a point was as American as apple pie. That's real true. And it totally was. That's real because true. Because there was blackface, there was yellow face in, yep. our, in our movies always. Oh, man. I, I, I grew <laughs> up on like um, the old cartoons, like Looney Tunes, yes. the Merry Melodies, you know, Daffy Duck, Bugs Buddy, all of that. And it took me to be a parent. Like when I was when when my son was younger and I was thinking about, yeah, let's watch some cartoons. I'm watching these joints. I'm like, yo, this is wild yeah. racist. All the way racist. All of it. I mean, like the the from the way that they portrayed like Asian Americans yeah. to the way how Speedy Gonzalez always got the sombrero yes. and sleeping like a lazy Mexican. Yes. All of this stuff was just so subliminally wildly racist. Yeah. It ain't make no sense. I mean, dude. they had no qualms about, <laughs> about the racism. Oh, the, the racism was served I mean, steaming hot. Disney? <laughs> Disney? Ugh, the racism. Not to mention that Walt Disney is one of the most deplorable racists to ever live. Oh, my goodness. Like, a lot of people don't like to acknowledge that or like to delve into the history of who Walt Disney was. Yo, like I always say, Black Broadway, do your Googles. Do mm-hmm. your education. Do the knowledge. 
Walt Disney was a whole piece of shit. All the way. A Nazi supporter, a whole entire sympathizer with eugenics mm-hmm. and, you know, segregation and racial discrimination. Like, his vision of the world was not this unified, it's a small world after all BS. Not nah, at all. That wasn't him. No. That was not him at all. That's a marketing ploy yeah. to make some money for Disney. For sure. Walt Disney wanted to be cryogenically frozen so he could come back in the future where it wasn't no people of color. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. That was his whole point. I mean, we can go down the line. Like, people like to talk about black history. And I love the fact that it's Black History Month. We talk about a lot of black history figures, and we try to delve into the truth of who these people was. Mm -hmm. But I think all year that these white people that they teach us about, we never delve into the truth about them. No. We need to uncover Can we talk about who Henry Ford was? How he was a whole entire Nazi sympathizer. And he really supported the Holocaust. And he was one of the people who believed in the teachings of the people who thought that the Jews were like the end of the world. And that they were a disease on the world. Mm -hmm. Like we don't talk enough about how people that have been lionized historically are actually trash. And the people who really made things happen, i.e. black people Mm -hmm. and other people of color, were actually much more heroic and much more impactful in this society than they give us credit for. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? We got to sit here and roll around Virginia, for example, a state that is known for lynchings and slavery and all of that. And we never talk about the notable Virginians who came out, the black people who changed the course of history out of Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Like, do the education, people. You know, do your knowledge. Because, like, if you let them tell you a lie, you know, you'll soak it up and it'll be accepted as the truth. Yeah, I mean, and that's what they've been doing this whole time. Decades. (laughs) Decades of shenanigans. You cannot be a victim because it it truly is what you become. It It, really is. Ignorance is not bliss. It's just... It's just ignorance, dog. (laughs) It's just ignorance. (laughs) That's it and that's all. Like, And that's the funniest thing, too, because we got to actually, like, discount the fact that Liam Neeson, who we look at as, like, a fictional character. He, he's sort of a he's ignorant as fuck too. Yeah. He's ignorant but he's too. Super ignorant. Super, super ignorant, bro. Ignorant. Are you crazy, man? And, and, and it's crazy because I saw somebody, you know, pretty much a black uh, pundit sympathize with him. And, mm-hmm. and their point was is that he did not say he is currently a racist, but that he felt bad about the time that he was racist. Bruh, I don't care that I'm you like, felt bad. You no, know what? But you were racist. You were racist. You like were you racist. were actively looking for black people to kill. And you know, and thank goodness you had your wake up call. But did you? Did you really? But did you? And the fact that you could come on TV even, and say that. He could have totally not talked about it. Yeah, we could have left that out the Good Morning America <laughs> like, interview. That could have just not been a thing. And yet Talk so, about your movie, G. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, 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 and the example wasn't even a good uh, good example for revenge. What are we talking about? Because you didn't get your... It wasn't like you got your revenge and then realized afterwards. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this, oh, this is great. I got my revenge. <laughs> no, uh, you just hated black people for a week and wanted to kill them. I just wanted to kill them. And, you, and imagine how many people are holding that type of hate in their heart for years. Yeah. Months. Like, hours. Like, even... Just whatever amount of time you're holding that hate in your heart... It can actually ruin somebody's life. Yeah. George Zimmerman. This week this is would have been Trayvon Martin's 24th birthday. Because somebody it. felt like killing somebody black that day, this little boy didn't even get to see the streets anymore. No. He's been gone from his parents, from his family, from his community. For seven years. For seven years. For se- and he died in February. Because somebody had a Liam Neeson moment. Because somebody had a Liam Neeson Man, moment. Man, we're not cutting none of these savages no slack, dog. This is not taken. I will bust your ass. And, 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 and what, <laughs> you what know was what the saying? quote that you gave last week? Uh, 
about temporary solutions. Temporary solutions. I mean, permanent solutions for temporary problems. Yes, permanent you know solutions for temporary problems. Something that could have been easily settled with a discussion, even with an investigation. Yeah. Even being able to go back and, and find and look at people who maybe did this. And if it was a black person, fine. They deserve to be held accountable for their actions. Rape is a terrible, inexcusable crime. I'm not saying that that person don't need to be accountable. What I'm saying is, Liam Neeson, you do not need to be out here walking the streets, Charles Bronson style, looking for black people to kill, fam. This ain't a movie. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. This ain't a movie, dog. And and just know harboring that type of hatred in your heart at all, ever, still does not make you cool in our book. In our book, we're not rocking with that. (laughs) Nah. And like like that brings us even full circle to like what I was saying, permanent solutions for temporary problems. Gun violence is still out of control in D.C. And also, one of the big things, I definitely need your insight on this, because I know you wrote something about this this week, didn't you? Yeah, the Afro touched a lot on gun violence. Have you guys touched on what Mambo Sauce Muriel is out here talking about doing with the federal gun cases now in D.C.? And from my understanding... Like, I ain't never been to the feds, thank goodness. You know, I've had my share of situations with D.C. police and all of this, that, and the third. But I never had to actually be a part of the federal prison system, which I can say, man, hold your head and big shout out, stay strong to all my brothers in the federal yes. prison system, man. All the brothers in M.D.C. in New York who had to suffer through the damn polar vortex uh, without heat, uh, without electricity. You know what I'm saying? Prison ain't nobody's friend. No. At all. No. But Muriel Bowser, right now, something does have to be done about the gun violence. And I think that violent crimes should definitely be dealt with through America's justice system as it exists, but we all know that's not fair. But what she's doing now is pushing all the gun laws straight to federal court, straight to federal district court. So it's like if you get caught in D.C. in any kind of way with a gun in, in some type of way, you're wrong. Your case, your case is going to the federal government, which has an 85% conviction rate. Yeah. Which means you're going you're to jail. You're going to jail. Like, if not prison. If you're definitely going. Yeah. It's crazy, it, Mimi. It's, what what it's have you sad. uncovered in your reporting about this whole thing? Well, so let's take it back to this mm-hmm. and, and look at really in the early 2000s where D.C., and this is not all Mumbo Muriel's fault, but she is just escalating it and mm-hmm. really doing a detriment further to the district, which mm-hmm. is that D.C. got rid of their parole system right. and made it a federal system. Right, exactly. My dad retired as chair of the last chair of the D.C. Parole Board. Okay. And wow, when was that? That Oh, gosh. I would have to guess maybe 2003, something like wow. that. Yeah. We got to get Tony Lewis Jr., our number one criminal justice reform advocate, yes. to give us the, the specs on yes. that. We'll get yeah, back to y'all with sure. that. But, um, but, you know, that was a huge issue because you got people talking, dealing with you know, crimes that happen in the district mm-hmm. and they don't care about us at all. At all. And they don't even know us. They, they don't they live have, around no. us. They don't know us. They don't have any connection to the community. It's absurd. And so what Muriel is doing is just escalating this issue to an even broader thing and saying, we're not going to even handle the issue in the district. It now becomes a federal case immediately. So you have no due process in the district at this juncture, wow. which is just totally not fair. Absolutely. So that's that is that let's you know there's history and all that 
from the abolition of the D.C. Parole Board. Absolutely. Um, and making it federal. And, and not to mention the D.C. gun laws, which are totally draconian and what I dare say unconstitutional. Yeah. There's barely a legal mechanism for district residents to own, own guns. guns. Right. And we're dealing with a city where the homicide rate is constantly spiking. How are we supposed to protect ourselves? If, you, if we function on this large national platform, that's another thing that I think why they got at 21 Savage? Because if you let, if you ask me, he's one of the most staunch advocates for the Second Amendment yes. in the world. Yes. Hey, I'm going to ride with the stick. Yes. I, I respect it. Yeah. And that's how white men all across this nation feel. Yeah, for sure. They ride, they strap, keep that thing on. And, and, and people with money. Again. Yes. <laughs> Again. And now why the, all of a sudden in D.C., just because of this very untenable situation with gun violence, and I know that it's due to Poverty, mm -hmm. socioeconomic status, and, and rubbing up against extreme wealth and extreme poverty. Yo, I know, we know the root cause is the lack of education. Yes. All of these things are the root causes, but instead of that, instead of addressing those things, we're going to put everybody we're in the federal put prison everyone system. everyone in the federal prison system. It's out of control. So they are attempting to sort of address the issues here Talk in the district. Me, the um, D.C. Council met and they have created um, the Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement. Also, I don't know if they say it on Z or in ones. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but ONSE. Mm -hmm. um, and that organization really is sort of trying to put a... A, you know, find the root of the problem, which we just talked about, mm -hmm. find ways to treat the problem, and then be sort of community protectors. Mm. But we really know they just, that means that they're just going to be working closer with the police. Exactly. So, no, the police is not the answer. That is what they're doing. The other sector of it, they are looking more to the community, which is called Cure the Streets. It's an it's a initiative that was created by the council. And they have three target things, which is in, in interrupting potential violent crime, mm -hmm. sort of stopping it before it happens, mm -hmm. identifying and treating individuals. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, having more community programs, having mental health counselors right. within the community that you can go to for free, things like that. Mm -hmm. Again, just getting kids off the streets and Absolutely. in the books and in the wrecks. And, Absolutely. Uh, and being protected because often some of this violence is just happening leaving school. Yep. Which that's, really is really Yo, it's sad. frightening. It's, it's frightening. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like for the kids, man, we really are concerned. Like we want everybody to grow up in a safer environment. We don't, we don't think that gun violence is is something that we just have to live with. No. However, we know that the answer has very rarely, I don't say, I want to say never, has been more law enforcement. No. It's about better education. It's about better socialization. It's about strengthening the community bonds so that we don't want to kill each other. Yeah. So that we don't, we can find solutions to these temporary problems that we have that aren't permanent, yeah. that aren't taking our brothers and sisters' lives and taking them off the streets. Yo, our children, our mothers and fathers, our sons and daughters, you know, aunts and uncles, these are people, real people that are dying. Real people who could be the future leaders. Exactly. And they, they really dying, yeah. yo. You know what I'm saying? So we got to really, as, as not only as D.C., but as a country, as the world, yo, we got to start dealing with each other in a much better way because... As we can see, law enforcement is savage. Yeah, law enforcement <laughs> is savage. And they don't we, care about us. And, and we have to be good savages and right. really be out here and stopping the savagery. Yeah, for real. We, we got to stop, stop the savagery. Stop the savagery. Stop the savagery. And, you know, we already have this beautiful call-out culture. We do mm -hmm. it 
Yeah, we canceling people you know, left canceling, and right. And, and, you know what I'm but saying? why do we have behind our cell phones and our computer? We can do it in person. We can do it in person. I will in never the forget. This had to be 2008, 2009. I was on the metro mm-hmm. um, with my high school boyfriend, who mm-hmm. was at, he was not from DC. He lived in Trinidad, so you mm-hmm. know he had sort of that hood exposure. Okay, but he actually was from Roxbury in Boston. Oh. Anybody knows about Roxbury? It yeah, that's the, the hood, hood in Boston. It that's the, the Boston hood. hood. hood Shout out to my Roxbury, Jamaica Plains homies, <laughs> all of that. Love yes. Boston, yo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so I, I, I don't even remember the full situation, but somebody came at him the wrong way on the train, mm-hmm. and he pulled out his knife. I was with him, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I. I was kind of scared because I knew he was going to act on it. Mm. And a brother stops him and says, it's not worth it. Absolutely. It's not worth it. Absolutely. He just, you know, and he listened. I love seeing videos like that. I love being that person. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When yes. I'm in the streets and you see some shorties like going at it, you know, it's sometimes you got to use your discretion because you got to take care of yourself, protect you your life. You do. But at the same time, like when we can insert ourselves in situations and we can try to bring some peace to it, I think it's all of our responsibility to do it. It really, truly is. It's our job. It's our real-life responsibility to do this, yo, because if we don't step in, then we will be letting other people tell our stories, Mm -hmm. other people decide the narrative, decide who we are, what we about, and that's just not what we about over here at Black Broadway. That's just not what we about. Not at all. And and I'm trying not to see any of our young brothers and sisters just be a picture. No. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Mimi, I know you got some resources, man, before we even start moving towards the end, because that's, like we said at the top, we love the fact that people learn something from yes. our show. We yes. love that. So, yo, Mimi, tell people where they can learn more about some anti-gun violence initiatives or some organizations that we can get behind and support or join and really address this problem from a community level. For yo. sure. So the Community Justice Action Fund is doing some great stuff. CJ, CJAF is mm-hmm. out there. They're mm-hmm. targeting people who, you know, we might consider high risk or the school to prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, forget about that. Let's take those term- that terminology out of it and mm-hmm. just help our community. Word. And so they have this program called Building for Us. So they're doing a lot with that. They're right. going into schools. They're, um, they're going out into uh, rec centers and libraries, all of that. Contact CJF. They're doing some great things. I love it. Um, again, just being a part of uh, some of the stuff that the council is doing. They're mm-hmm. looking for volunteers. We might not like everything that they do, but being a part of it, Absolutely. being a voice is so Absolutely. integral. We have to be those people and and, and speak out when we, when we don't no like doubt. what's happening. And support your voices that are actively speaking out. Yes. The Trayon Whites, the Robert Whites, yes. the, you know what I'm saying? All of our council, Kenya McDuffie, yes. all of our council members who have a vested interest in seeing this city do well and who also represent your communities, Mm -hmm. your neighborhoods, if you live in Maryland, your local delegations, your county delegates, your county representatives. Yeah, because Maryland's having a lot of shootings, too. Absolutely, it's crazy. Oh, gosh. It is really in some troubles and stuff right now. Yo, PG County going crazy. Yeah, Oxen Hill. Oxen Hill going crazy out there. Yo, We we gotta bring all of this together, man. And we're not gonna allow these things to get away from us. No, it's just a distraction from the stuff that we really gotta do. Yeah, our community is stronger than that. No. We, brave, we way better than we that. We way yo. better than that. Exactly. And seeing our people die on the streets. Man. We gotta stop. So listen to Mimi Green 
Read the Afro newspaper. Yes. Read all your local newspapers, okay? Read, follow your local media outlets. Stay in touch with the sources of information yeah. so that we can act, yo. And I'm going to tell you, there's so much crazy stuff going on that you got to stay on top of it because they'll slip one past yes. you. Yes. Like, they try to slip one past us this weekend, baby. Yes, they Segway. should have did. They said, J-Lo is going to do the Motown tribute? What? Oh, wait, wait, what? Cannot, my hey, no. Let's bring this thing full circle. <laughs> J Lo is doing the. Was Jennifer Hudson totally unavailable? <laughs> is Kelly Rowland not around? Is she out of the, What are we doing, yo? I am so disappointed. Recording Academy of America. Yeah. All right. Y'all gotta do better. Do y'all better. Gotta do better. What's the, wrong with you? The thing is, is that. Zero, if this is not at all shade to J-Lo. I want the people, the J-Lo hey man, sympathizer. You know, J-Lo has been, uh, she's been in favor of the black community she's, since yes. living color. Yes. We, we rocking with we her. We gave her, with, she actually kind of put it on the map. Of Word. Latino people starting to say niggas. She said niggas. She and, did. And um, I'm, I didn't Oh, yeah, she it. sure did. She did. Damn, man. You know? I, oh, because I definitely remember that, that summer. Was, that was I had those Jordan 16s. Yeah. I remember that summer. I had the same shoes Ja Rule had on in the video. Yo, oh, that was a classic. Classic, That was yo. a classic. Damn, you took me back with yeah, that one. Yeah, you know. That's when I was giving J-Lo passes, baby. Yeah, that, and, and the thing is, we can still give her passes on the abs, the booty. Yeah, you know, she's still holding it together. Big but shout out to not her. not on the Motown tribute. Yo, we got it. We're going to need you to have all the seats in the Sable Center. And again, I wouldn't be as bothered because I remember, <laughs> and I can't remember who, who it was that died, but it was some black diva icon and there was a white person who sang a tribute. It might have been Aretha or somebody. Oh, they jump out there with Aretha. But I, I don't know if it was, because it might have been last year, but it was some diva who died uh-huh. and, and a white person sang and, and, and there were eyebrows raised. Only person we giving that pass to is Celine Dion. And, oh, well, because Celine, you know, Blah, blah. All the Jamaicans, we know how we love to live. <laughs> but, but, what I, but I think the bigger issue is that it's Motown in particular. Motown was created to give black people a Get voice. Get Barry Gordy on the phone. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm looking for the Barry Gordy statement right now. <laughs> Word, right? Can we, can we get a statement from Smokey Robinson? Like, like, what is going on out and, here? And not yo? to mention, I hate to take it there, and I said that there was no shade thrown to J-Lo, but... Come on, when we think Motown, we think strong pipes. Thank you. And J-Lo, I'm sorry, baby. You got moves, but I have never heard you bust any any type of vocal performance that made me say, oh, hey, this is Nah, now when you were uh, lip-syncing to Selena. (laughs) Oh, that was lit, too. That was lit. That was lit. But you were lip-syncing. And we knew it. And we love you for it, J-Lo. Yes. We got love for you. Look. Everybody, the Grammys come on on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna boycott. I'm, I'm not, not going to boycott. boycott. I, isn't Kendrick Lamar for a lot of awards this year? Yes. Damn is up for a lot. Yeah, uh, uh, Black Panther Black soundtrack, Panther, which I'm very excited yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. I want to see yeah. them win all the awards. Um, I hope the Recording Academy of Arts and Sciences gets their thing together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. I, I will be watching and critiquing J Lo the whole time. I feel you. I, you you know, know, do we know I, any good performers or anything like that? I, I haven't really been on my Grammy watch. Me neither. So we, you know we'll what debrief it next week. We've been so y'all. savage. It's been so savage. We haven't had time. We haven't even had time. I do want to shout out a strong savage who did the opposite of what our savage person in the White House did because right. we didn't give her love. No Stacey. doubt, we do. Stacey, Stacey Abrams, Abrams came through with the she, best State of the Union response speech I ever saw. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. 
it pulled on the heartstrings, but she hit the points. And she, she did. She hit some strong points. She did. The one thing that I know that we talk a lot about on this show is voter suppression. No doubt. No doubt. She, she is a, a, a shining example of how voter suppression works yeah. and how it, if you allow it to, it will like not empower the correct people. Yeah. But she is still pushing. Big shout out to her for staying on the national platform, yes. for not going away quietly, yes. not allowing the whole Secretary of State to run her out of her rightfully earned office. And I feel like Stacey Abrams, y'all, I might move to ATL just so I can vote for you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm going to really. move to a trap house at ATL just so I can be registered <laughs> yes. to vote for you, yo, because no, I love what she did. She was super impressive. She was great, She's yo. Great. So shout out to her. And shout out to Auntie Maxine, who invited uh, millennials into the Rayburn House office building. We were in her chamber. Crazy. She runs that spot now. Mimi was there, y'all. And it was Mimi super was cool. In the building, you know, and yo. she was sounding off on, I mean, you know she doesn't mince any words when it comes to DJ Trump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she don't have no she, kind words for that guy. She never has any kind words None for that. None of that. So we're but done with him. she was calling out Northam. She's calling out just... Uh, we got their phone numbers. Steve King, you know. Calling them out. She has no problem with doing that. And one thing that she did say is, millennials, we got to do better. We have, you know, I know that we've been doing what we can on Twitter mm -hmm. and Instagram, but it's not enough. It's not enough. We got to go to the state house. We got to push harder. We got to push harder. We got to be active. Yes. And that brings us to how we going to close this episode of Black Broadway. And we're going to do this every week for y'all because me and Mimi, yo, we really in these streets. Yeah. We are really, we're really in these streets. It's like, not, we're not just the people who just do podcasts and then we go back and hide. Nah, we really out here. So, we have first and foremost, before we do any plug-in, we're going to say, one, thank you to everybody who came to the event Connecting the Capitol yes. on the 23rd and we right back at y'all. February 25th, Monday, February 25th, Black Broadway Live. We're going to be discussing black businesses, black excellence, opulence, decadence. Yes. We're killing it, y'all. And we're back at Big Chief, Monday, February 25th, 8 to 11 p.m. We rocking. But that's on February 25th. To hold y'all appetite in the meantime, in between time, we got a gang of events to run down, yo. So let's start. All right, let's start this week, okay? Because we got it going on. We got to shout out our friend friend of the show, you know yes. what I'm saying, with Couples Yoga. Who's doing Couples Yoga, Mimi? Kaylasa is teaching Kay it again. is we, doing we Couples talk about Yoga. Circle. We talked about her in the beginning. Absolutely. You know, not only is she a singer and giving us Silver Mountain Tees, but she's also a, an amazing yoga Giving you a chance to stretch those limbs yes. with the one you love. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And the one you love can be you. Exactly. Yo, I like you know, that. Really. She truly, said your day could be your mat. Your day is your mat. I love and, that. And you can leave it on the mat. So and some stuff can go down. And that's going to be. Hey, look. <laughs> quiet as cow. <Yeah. laughs> right. And maybe you might meet somebody. That hey, look. I was going to say, that's one of the things me and my girl bonded over early. Yo, she took me to Bikram Hot Yoga. Oh. I walked in that joint. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But after I walked out, I was like, yo, this is the best thing ever. Yes. We back at it. Big shouts to Bikram Yoga, black another owned. black owned business black in DC, owned. doing it for the health and wellness sector, yo. So we got couples yoga. Where's that at, Mimi? That'll be at Joe's Movement Emporium, and that's from 1130 to 1230. Come out just an hour. Look at look it up. Joe's yes. Movement Emporium, couples yoga, and that's on the ninth. What else we got? Oh, of course, you know, we gotta shout out the party crew in the city, man. Throwing shade. Our homies, Dre Soul High and Natea and, uh, you know, Farrah Flossett. You know, they, the they do it. At Capo, 
on U Street, nice speakeasy in the back, must cool club set up you ever want to go yeah. to every don't, other don't Thursday. Don't be deterred by the sandwich shop in front. It's all good. Yeah. There's a whole club back it's a there. Whole club. And they throw a shade all night. All it night. Is super lit. And Nancy Pelosi level. Exactly, that. exactly. With the outstretched With arms. The outstretched arms <laughs> and perfectly. Yo, and this week, that's this week's craziness. So we're going to get you through this week with couples yoga, Grammys. Throwing shade, but coming up next week, we got a lot on the menu, Ooh, y'all. The 17th, 17th is a big day, oh. yo. We got Manny Fresh live at Rare Rocks. DJ Manny, fresh, 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 fresh. all day. <laughs> live at Rare Rocks is going down. Big shout out to my man Lamine, MLK to Madison. They putting that thing together. It's at Rare Rocks on the 17th. We got a black business expo event going on called Boss-ish. Boss-ish. Are you boss on your boss-ish? Ish. You know what I'm saying? That's what, I'm that's what we on. on. Yeah. And that's going to be on the 17th as well. Where is that going to be, Mimi? That, I believe, is at, uh, it's on Montana Avenue. And again, okay. we'll have another episode before then. So exactly. I can plug we can the give whole you all thing. the details. And but stay tuned on our socials. the Joy socials. of Styling page, too, on that, at the Joy of Styling. She has all the info on Boss-ish. And if you are a black business owner interested in uh, joining and linking up with Joy on that, please do so. I know Absolutely. the Joy of Styling is all about empowering black business owners. So please, please look out. We love that. every bit of it. And of course, I got to send a shout out to our fellow podcasters in arms. Yes. The Tequila Talks podcast crew is back on the scene this week, y'all. Or pardon me, the 17th with the really big day party. And it's back in our home court. Big, big Chief. Chief is going down. My man, Walk Like Walter, Real Chill Marcus of the whole Tequila Talks podcast squad is putting this thing together. We are going up on a Saturday, day party style, yes. the 17th, y'all. It's going down, It's man. a Sunday, actually. It's a Sunday. It's a You're Sunday. right. It's Sunday vibes. Which is, I love a good Sunday vibes. Me right? too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully, we might can squeeze another 60-degree February yes, day. Please. Where's your dumbass president when it's 60 degrees when it's in 60 February? When it's 60 degrees. Well, no. He was back in last week talking about something. It oh, couldn't be global. Couldn't be global warming because it's so cold. But shout out to all of the fact, uh, My ankles was out. The other oh day. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It was crazy. It was gorgeous. This whole week has been gorgeous. I've been able to run outside every single Where, week. And shout out to Mimi for getting the miles in, <laughs> yo. Mimi is killing it Thank on you. the road. She's killing it on the podcast. Look out for me in Northeast, y'all. That's hey. where I be running, all right? I'm an uptown girl, so I die. But Mimi on the east side. Yeah, I'm on the east in side these now. streets, yo. <laughs> Man, once again, we love all of y'all for tuning in and yes. turning up with us every week. We so appreciate y'all listening. Please like, comment, subscribe, share. Make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a auntie. Black Broadway Podcast, consistency and regularity. Yes. We add them every week, y'all. Black Fridays is when we drop. It's Black Friday every Friday, all 2019. Yes. I'm your host, Black Broadway. And I'm Mimi P. Green. It's been another great episode, y'all. We'll see you on the flip side. What we say again, plan your work. And work your plan. And we at it. <laughs> Holla.